We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alexander. McCollum staying with him. Spins, gets inside. Left-handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy, tough spot. Back door. What a pass. What a play. And Jada picks the pocket of Trey Young. He'll take it himself. This is Dart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Wednesday show part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, now on Wednesdays, J.D. Silva. Here with some fellas, including Jacob Niffin. What's up? And Taylor Peterson. Happy Wednesday, friends. Closer and closer to the start of the regular season. One week away. Uh, before we get started, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating if you have not done so already. Find us on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Um, okay, it is Wednesday. Season's in a week. It's Wednesday, my dudes. We're going to get into the Bucks game from yesterday. We're going to get into some news. We're going to get into a season preview like we did a year ago. It'll be a lot of fun. We have some housekeeping first. Jacob, there's a couple of things coming up for us. Sound pretty exciting. What are there, they? Yeah, so after tonight, we have a podcast Thursday night with yours truly, post-game pod, after the final preseason game against the Detroit Pistons up in Taylor's hometown of Tulsa. If you don't know what Tulsa backwards spells, you should uh, write it down and figure it out. Um, I will be on that post-game tomorrow night with you guys. Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time, is the annual Uncontested Bets podcast. It's a classic every year. Speaking of some... Some guys need to pay off some bets, so they will get on that in the next few days. If you have any ideas for bet payoffs, make sure to DM us. We would love to hear them. Ooh, so I have an idea speaking of that. So uh, we have another special uh, podcast coming up next week, which mm-hmm. Jacob will get into, uh, but that could be a good opportunity for you to pay off your charge bet. That sounds like, yes. Uh, I don't know if that's the best place to do it. There will be people around. Speaking of, after Sunday's pod, we have a very special podcast scheduled for you guys. 
you will want to tune in Tuesday night, October, is that 24th, gentlemen? Yes. Tuesday, October 24th at about 6.45 p.m. Central Time as us three gentlemen will be podcasting live Live. from the Paycom floor. We will be on the hardwood at the OKC Thunders Arena doing a live podcast. Cannot freaking wait. So so sick. It is going to be incredible. We're getting a behind-the-scenes tour of the arena. We're checking out the new arena food, the Jumbotron, the seats. All this cool stuff will be coming to you live from Paycom Center, from the floor, breaking down uh, what we're looking forward to to start the season and a whole lot of special content with what we're seeing from this special arena access. So make sure to tune in Tuesday night. 6.45 p.m. We'll be live for about half an hour. It's going to be freaking awesome. And then next Friday, about nine days away from now, it's the official uncontested watch party at Bar K in downtown Oklahoma City. Come hang out with us and watch the Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Cleveland Cavaliers at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Humans get in free. If you want to bring your dog along, five dollars to get your dog in. You don't have to watch your dog. They have like trained dog watchers, like doggy daycare. Your dog can go have a good time. You can bring out the whole fam. There's going to be drink specials, full uh, menu at the restaurant. Lots of great food. Sixteen televisions with the game on it. You can come That's hang amazing. out with Silva, Taylor, Justin, and myself. We're gonna have. They're gonna blast the audio out too of the game. They were telling us. Yes. And then outside, awesome. I don't know. Maybe during halftime or something. I think they're gonna have a band playing. Like all kinds of really cool Cool. stuff. We will have uncontested stickers. We're gonna have giveaways, including Taylor. Do you have it next to you? I don't. I don't. We have my car. We have a signed Chet Holmgren photo that we'll be giving out that night as well. I picked it up today. I, I carry that thing back to my car like I was cradling my, my sweet little Brooks about a year or <laughs> about a year and a half ago when he was still very little. He's not very little anymore. It's crazy. Uh, but also within that box, it's not just the chat photo. There's a, I mean, obviously that's the highlight, but there's some re- really cool stuff in there for us to be able to give out and give away. So uh, awesome. shout. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Yep. So make sure to come by, hang out with us at Bar K, bring the whole family, including the pup. Enjoy some food, some drinks, some Thunder basketballs. We will be podcasting live after that game. So that'll be really cool. You'll get to watch us live from Bar K. You see all the dogs in the background. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. So Tuesday, 645, tune into the live stream. Friday, if you live within like 150 mile radius, come up to Bar K. My Dallas <laughs> folks come through. My Tulsa folks come through. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be a really fun time. So hope to see you guys. There. Guys, yeah. that's like, that's really exciting. What a hell of a way to start the 2023-2024 the NBA basketball season. Next week's going to be nuts. Oh, just everything going on over the next week. we got the, the preview tonight. Bets on Sunday. Next week's going to be awesome. Arena pod. Opening night Wednesday. The game and the watch party on Friday. Home opener Sunday matinee against the Denver Nuggets. It's nuts. A lot of stuff coming up. I'm dressing up as Beetlejuice for Halloween this weekend, and that'll be a lot of fun. Again, I'm going to try not to look like a juggalo with the white face paint and 
black <laughs> eyes. Juggalos. I'm going to buy you Incredible. some Fago, my guy. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I uh, We're going to need pictures of this, uh, Mr. Silver. Oh, you'll get it. <laughs> yes. You will get it. Um, I do not have a Halloween costume picked out yet. Yeah. Brooks is going to be a dinosaur, which fits him. <laughs> I call him Brooks' horse. Um, I need to podcast in a Halloween costume one of these days. I almost did it last year when <laughs> yes. I was Judge Judy, but <laughs> maybe sometime. All right. Um, we're going to get into it. I have one thing to ask both of you. It is a question of the day. Uh-oh. Anyone can answer. Silva's becoming like a teacher. Just want to ask. I, you two are like the perfect one-two punch. I'm very much enjoying Sundays <laughs> and Wednesdays. Okay, I'm going to ask, and you may know, and I might look like an idiot. Who is the head coach of the Toronto Raptors? Oh, it's homeboy that used to be in Oklahoma City. Um, Darko Milicic. Darko, yeah. No, it's not Milicic. Is it Darko Milicic? No, no. Uh, but you're right. It's Darko. Oh. Rayakovich. Rayakovich, yeah. yes. Rayakovich. You got closer to me. I, I saw that name, and I was like, who is that? I just, <laughs> he was in Oklahoma City for a while, yeah. made a few stops. Yeah. And Memphis. then recently mm-hmm. left Memphis, which... If you guys haven't read the Baxter Holmes piece on oh the Memphis goodness. Grizzlies and John Morant, um, it's, it's a lot. It makes you appreciate who, uh, the type of guys Oklahoma City has. Yes. Who would have thought that the worst influence for Jaw would be his father once mm-hmm. his father found fame? And yep. from all accounts, it's from so that strange. piece, it seems like Jaw's father was, I mean, pretty stable, level-headed, like good influence when he was Everything kind of flipped for them. When they what, found what fame. Was, what was the nightclub called, Silva? Shotgun, shotgun, shotgun Willies. Shotgun Willies. <laughs> Woo, yee. Nothing morally Hey, babe, you want to shotgun some Willies? <laughs> Reminds me of uh, the local watering hole uh, across the street from University of Tulsa that we would go to on Thursdays called the Buccaneer Bar. Oldest bar in Tulsa. See, I could... Tr- I could pre- good things will probably happen at the Buccaneer Bar, but if you go into a place called Shotgun uh, Willies, what are you eh. expecting necessarily? Right. Yeah, also correct. It's fair. Um, okay, let's get into... Breaking down the game from yesterday uh, was pretty fun. Uh, Milwaukee beat up a little bit, but the Thunder played a very competitive, uh, fun game against them. We can break that down a little bit before we get into some news. Um, you guys both watched the game. What were some standout performances, players, from you? I don't know about you guys, but I had a blast. It was a fun Jacob, game. Did you have fun? It was a fun for <laughs> So a little bit of context. I did not get home till the end of the first quarter. Uh, I was at a work event and out in El Reno, so I was driving home right as the game tipped off. I would be absolutely lying to you if I told you that I wasn't streaming the game on the Thunder app while driving down I-35 um, because I was 100% doing that. Uh, so if you saw a car swerving back and forth after a Thunder basket, that was probably <laughs> was not me. a drunk driver. That was Jacob uh, watching the Thunder. So I got home a little late to watch it, but... Every starter played at least 22 minutes. Guys, it, this team's going to be fun. I, it's so hard to temper my excitement for what is happening. It's, it's like it's just preseason. I, oh, my God. I did not expect Chet to be as efficient offensively as he has been. Now, it'll probably tone down a bit whenever the regular season starts. But my God, man, like he opens the game on a pump fake, sends Robin Lopez flying, takes a dribble in and hits a little floater. Like, what are you, a 6'2 guard? It's absurd. The, the play of the game for me is probably, uh, well, there's two plays of the game, but 
Shay just dan I forget who was dancing on, but he double crossover, drove the lane. Uh, Chet relocates from under the basket to the corner, and Shay just oh, flicks yeah. this Perfection. pass out to a wide Chet open corner three. three and just splashes it. Nice weapon like, to have. That's disgusting. Hey, hear me out. If uh, if Shay is calling himself the Black Steve Nash, I mean, Chet, the White KD. My huh? God, huh? I like Dude, it. you have Wemby dribbling through, nutmegging people. You got Chet doing what he did yesterday. It's absurd. I don't. It really is. It was, it was a ton of fun. I, again, Chet just seems to fit so perfectly within the flow of the offense and defensively as well. Yeah. Uh, so much that we've talked about over the past year. Gosh, eh, not quite a year and a half, but it, it just, it, it is. It's really exciting. He, he's fit it so well. Uh, the floor spacing that he provides, the law threats that he provides. We saw him w- just have a ridiculous dunk where he cut baseline. I cannot remember now. I think, we, oh, it was Giddy. Giddy threw him a pass. I want to say it was in like the third quarter. And Chet was like behind the backboard. <laughs> like that's how far back he was on the baseline. And then just goes up effortlessly for a two-handed dunk over somebody. I can't remember what. Uh, then you have, and again, this is a, another point getting deeper into the weeds here with Olivier Saar. But Olivier Saar and Chet playing the two-man game. And like Saar flicks like a cross-court pass to an, an open Chet for three. I mean, it's just uh, extremely exciting. And maybe that's one of my biggest overall themes. Like, regardless of who is plugged into this lineup, this team continues to play the right way. The biggest thing that stood out to me, curious your guys' thoughts, this team played fast. They're very fast. Transition. I've said this for like two years now. This team is at their best when they push the ball in transition, but I thought it was more than evident last night. Yeah, they really pushed the ball in transition. Uh, It helps them be more efficient. 22 fast break points for the Thunder to nine for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you, And Jacob, I think the Thunder awesome. dominated the points in the paint as well. That I do not have on the CBS app, but is on the ESPN app, so keep talking. It felt like, so obviously Milwaukee was missing some guys, but it did feel like the Thunder were making them look kind of old and slow, and like especially Dame, who had Dame a really bad. bad game. Really, They made him look bad. Chet blocked him on a... Step back fadeaway jumper, yes. which I've watched that ten times. But yeah, actually watching it right now on the ESPN. I can't it's believe a, it took us this long to mention it. Great point. It's so sick. I I don't know. The, like obviously Milwaukee is a, a much better team, but uh, we we the Thunder have, have some depth. <laughs> okay, so Mil- Milwaukee took fifty-two three pointers. Yeah, fifty-two. That's fifty-two. Uh, the and points in the paint was fifty-six to twenty-six. Yes. Sorry, I, I wasn't trying to interrupt you guys, but that's what I like. I, I pulled that up while you were talking, Jacob, and I just was blown away. Fifty-six to twenty-six. That's in insane. And when you look at the Thunder's efficiency last night, fifty-six and a half percent from the field, forty-six percent from three, uh, and Shea had a bad game. Four of twelve from the field. Mm-hmm. Two of five from three, five three-point attempts in 25 minutes is interesting. But Shea ends 10 points, five rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. That's absurd. And then you just look at what Chet, Dub, and Giddy did. Uh, Chet, 18. Dub, 18. Giddy, 19. Uh, Chet, three rebounds. Dub, six. Giddy, seven. And then the three of them combined for 11 assists. The Thunder starters had 16 assists amongst themselves. Uh, They just play a brand of basketball that's incredibly fun to watch. 
I thought Josh Giddy was like, they put um, Pat Connaughton on Giddy, and it's like he took it personally. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I'm just going to lower my shoulder, bulldoze this guy, and get to the basket. I love how uh, aggressive Josh is whenever he has someone that he knows he can physically like impose himself over. He's not afraid of that at all. And other teams are going to put their fourth best defender on him. Yeah, yeah. and it, it could be a smaller guy oftentimes, which is awesome. Um, I wanted to talk about any specific uh, minutes, allocations, lineups that caught your eye. One that caught my eye was we saw Trey Mann in the previous game. Was that Detroit, maybe, where he got like 35 minutes? Charlotte. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, that's what it was. Um, he 10 total minutes yesterday. I don't know if I want to look that much into it, but obviously we've talked about Trey Mann kind of falling out of favor, it seems like, with this team. Anything else jump out to you guys? If Trey Mann makes the roster, he's not getting minutes. Agree. Yeah. It'll be There's just no that, time for him. The Thunder and his representation will, will work on to try and find him a spot uh, throughout the season. I Same thing for Jack White. Mm-hmm. Did not get in until the very end. We saw mm-hmm. Keontae Johnson. And uh, who's the other one? I'm going, oh, uh, Davis Bertans, like right, like a vet. Uh, Bertans being the vet, they they were resting him, not playing him a lot. But he gets in towards the, uh, I guess, what was that? Late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. they throw him and Keontae in there. I mean, they had a pretty set second unit, pretty set uh, rotation there. It felt like up until the end of the game. To your point, Silva, when it kind of got a little bit out of hand, and then I mean, even then, it took them a while to put in Trey Mann, Jack White. So those and are they didn't the have a lot two. of guys either. Right. Yeah, right. That's Payson Wallace thing. was out. Uh, Poku was out. Kenrich Williams is out. Jay, Jay Will, Will is out. They played Lindy guys, more minutes than... I think all those Trey. guys will play. Lindy's another one. And then the, the other, uh, to your question, Silva, like things that stood out in terms of rotation and minutes, Isaiah Joe, I, I, I think he was the first sub off the bench. If not, he, I would say he was the main sub off the bench last night. He had... I can find it here. He's hidden down here. 14 minutes, which led... Actually, it did not. Uh, Usman Jang led all uh, the second unit with 16 minutes. And Jay, I thought, Jang's been Usman, really good. He has that's been really good. Point. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes this season. Yeah, I, I agree he's, completely. He, he's still learning. He's going to make mm-hmm. mistakes. But I think defensively, he's been so much better. He's been so much more physical. He's just a natural playmaker. Yes, that pass he had, like, as soon as he came in the first quarter. Actually, I, I take that back. Yeah, the wraparound. It, yeah. Us was the first sub off the bench. I, I take back what I said about Joe. Uh, and Us comes in, has that, he, he's driving in transition, has this wraparound pass around defender. I can't remember who it was. But then Josh comes up, and, you know, Josh is right there, and Josh has a wide open layup. Yep. It's just things like that that just really flash. Us is a Oost. really high IQ player. The, the confidence is showing, the physicality is showing. Confidence um, in the shot. Yeah. Uh, Vasa. If nothing else translates, which I think it will, the passing freaking translates. He, he can run the offense. All the right. dude Absolutely. just dimes like mm-hmm. insane. It's nice having another guy the like facilitator. that. facilitator. Yeah, the facilitator. It's, it, it's, I think we wanted, like last year, it's like, Who's going to be the playmaker off the bench? Is it going to be Trey Mann? Is it going to be Jada? We didn't know for sure. I feel like now it's pretty defined. Obviously, guys are going to be I have, staggered. But it's I have nice no clue what the bench rotation looks like. No, if you told so me much it's depth. Vasa, Kaysen Wallace, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, and Jay Will, I'd believe you. We haven't mentioned Aaron Wiggins until just now, and I think he's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah he's really awesome. Good. So if you j- told me that bench rotation is... 
Usman Jang, Alexei Pokashevsky, um, Isaiah Joe, Kenrich Williams, and Vasa. I'd believe you. And that's a completely different one besides Vasa. Vasa is the only similarity between those two lineups are Vasa and Isaiah Joe. Right. Like, there are going to be games where really good players don't play. They are a very deep team. That's what I was going to mention, Jacob. Maybe, sorry, maybe I'll save this for later on the podcast when we do our, our preseason pre- or preseason preview. But I, I do think that then rotation changes on a game-to-game basis based off the matchup and based off the timing of the season as well in terms of development versus uh, a trying to win. Uh, but just before we move on from Mitzic, one thing that I think is the biggest thing for him, seven assists in 14 minutes. That is absurd. He just dimes, dude. He just dimes. Absurd. And I think the rest will come. We know that he can score the basketball, but he's still trying to adjust to pace of play. But the fact that he has that kind of, uh, I mean, the IQ, to Jacob's point, the vision is translating already. And I think that was capitalized by the half-court alley-oop lob he threw to J-Dub there. Dope. I believe in the so second dope. quarter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's just wild. And, and, and we, haven't even, that today. we haven't even mentioned J-Dub's defense. I haven't mentioned J Dub that much in general. Welcome like to preseason where you're going to guard Victor Wembanyama, um, Isaiah Stewart, and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and kind of hold your ground on all three. He's beefed up. He's beefed up. taking an ass. I thought Dub, he's been awesome. I mean, it, we we talked about Giddy. Giddy was fantastic. And again, just quickly, I, I thought he was much more aggressive. Thought he played really well within the flow of the offense. Got to the rim, although he didn't draw fouls. Something to keep an eye on, but he did get to the rim. Uh, on the other side, J-Dub, I thought he, I mean, again, offensively, 18 points, six rebounds, three assists, six of 10 from the floor, two of four from three, four of five from the free throw line. That's, I mean, what with Shea kind of taking on? a little more of a backseat, Dub was kind of the yeah. star of this team. And, and I mean, this you, thing could be said about Chet, but. Yeah, you think about our watch party night against Cleveland. Dub is going to guard Evan Mobley. That's going to be such a fun game. I can't wait. But the That's... flip side, Evan Mobley is going to guard Dub. And yeah. I think Dub will cook him off the dribble. <laughs> and Allen's going to be guarding Chet and vice versa. But <laughs> And, and Chet's going to bring Allen out into no man's land because Allen wants to stay next to the basket. Good point. You know what that sounds like? Freak time in Cream City. Tying all of our podcasts together. You, uh, so also, uh, just to eat my own words a little bit, it's preseason, but I was originally, my skepticism of Vasa was like, he's going to take minutes away from Kaysen. Why is he here? I can already see, like, he is just facilitates and conducts the offense in a way where I don't, I don't really see Kaysen, that being his job, right out of the gate. Like, they can both exist at the same time. Um, and it's other guys that would... Like, if Kaysen is awesome, it's going to be guys that I really like, like a uh, maybe a Wiggins or someone in that range that could suffer minutes rather than just yeah. Mitchich and Kaysen against each other. So Can I bust out the crystal ball real quick and look into yes. the future? You yes. actually can. Let me make sure I don't pick the dumb one here. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Beautiful. Still the hosting and still pulling out the sounders on cue. It's incredible. Uh, you You think about what this roster looks like now in 10 months, nine months, they are replacing like a Trey man with probably a top 10 draft pick. If 
the if the the Rockets don't like just hand us a top ten pick, like they can trade up with their assets to get into the top ten in this draft, and then the next year you're replacing someone at the bottom. Like there's a reality where in like three years this entire team is made up of like players taken fifteen or higher in, in drafts. Unreal. Like, it's crazy. It's Unreal. like it, it reminds me of what the NFL does where they get the most out of really young players when they're cheap. You know what I mean? It's, it's a saving, saving in that sense. Like, oh, better succeed while all these guys are on rookie contracts. And mm-hmm. the Thunder can just keep doing that for yeah. ever. It's, they're they're going to be rotating in high-level rookies in 2029 because they can still cash in draft assets. And, and this move is how on. they afford this team moving yes. forward with the new CBA. It's the way advantage I, of these I, picks. I'm very convinced this is the way that Presti wants to build this team. I don't Correct. think the all-in trade for a star that everyone keeps talking about, I don't think it happens. Agreed. I think next summer in June of 2024, they trade a couple of firsts to, to move up to number six. And then in 2025, they cash in the assets and they, they collect them together and maybe a player uh, to move up to pick eight. And then in 2026, they do the same. And they just keep replenishing this roster with young talent and just keep the wheel cheap turning. contracts, which cheap is key. Contracts. It's like um, you don't have to pay. We we all love the Isaiah Joes and Aaron Wiggins and that group of and that group of guys. But if you don't want to pay them, however much they end up being worth a year, ten mil, fifteen mil a year, move them. Draft a guy that could probably for also high upside players. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like what the Nuggets are doing, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets would, are adding second rounders. The Thunder are going to be adding top ten guys. Yeah, lottery, just absolutely absurd. Yeah, mm-hmm. really quick, three quick hitters that I still have left from this game. I know we need to move on. I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Not mm-hmm. to take over hosting duties. So, uh, no, no. Lou Dort uh, had 22 minutes, which starters, but is up there with what the starts played. But six points on only two of five from the floor, only five shot attempts. My thought is that is exactly, I mean, that's a little low, maybe. But ultimately, this is kind of what we were hoping to see from Dort with all these guys implemented and it, it, like Chet coming in and then these other young guys like Dub, Giddy, et cetera, taking leaps. This is kind of the dart we were hoping to see heading into the season. And I think this is probably a good indication uh, of what we can expect moving forward. Agreed. Good defense. Mm-hmm. Very selective on offense. And then Olivier Saar, I thought he actually performed really well uh, being the true, essentially the quote unquote true big uh, or, or the backup big coming off the bench. Had seven points, three or four from the floor. It was not what I expected. Like, he has some good court vision. Like I mentioned, that two-game game that him and Chet played together uh, as a two-big, like they were spacing the floor. He has some great facilitating. I thought Saar was really impressive. Yeah, I thought he played good down the stretch last year, too. I vividly remember a play in L.A. against the Clippers where he hit a, a cutting J-Dub baseline for a dunk. Um, he's good. His brother's Number better. Tons. I'd like yeah. to get his brother here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I mean, he would be he'd be perfect. Uh, uh, and then Bertans, I mean, comes in, does his thing. Mark made a joke. Uh, I think it was, yeah, no, it was today mm-hmm. at practice where he's like, uh, you know, he, somebody asked him about Bertans he was like, when he comes into the game. And Mark's like, yeah, he shoots. And then he started laughing. Uh, but Bertans shoots. Six points, two or four from the floor in seven minutes. Like, that's just amazing. Uh, I continue to be really excited about what Bertans can bring to this team, although we'll keep an eye on the defensive end of the floor. Those are just my three quick hitters that I wanted to mention. I think that's fair. I love it. 
Yeah. Um, let us take a really quick break. Then we're going to do a news roundup. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, we're back. Let's run through some news. Uh, Kaysen Wallace has a sprained big toe. I hate uh, it when that happens. hate when you sprain the big toe. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a long-term thing from what I've read. Uh, I've you done guys, that. It is not fun at yeah. all. Uh, we also have Kenrich Williams out with back spasms. There's not a, there's not a timeline yet. Um, I, from what I saw, Mark didn't seem like crazy concerned but it's on, back spasms which are on Kenrich yeah I I would imagine he'll be ready to go for the season opener mm-hmm. uh, the biggest one to me Jay Will hamstring strain we'll not see him to start the season he'll be reevaluated in a couple weeks so reevaluated is a tricky word especially with hamstrings could mm-hmm. be a lot longer than that Poku's still out uh, Big's rotation is going to be a little strange that's probably why we saw Sar yesterday I think you'll see Oos get some minutes there too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I kind of think Jay Will is just like the backup big man for this team when he's healthy, though. Oh, 100%. Like, I thought Jay Will had a fantastic preseason, summer league. He's really so good, dude. It's really disappointing to, to see him get this injury in, in practice. Hey, and, and people in the, in the comments are, have been talking about it, like both positively and negatively. Poku is a really good center. As far as like playing that backup role, you people forget like he started at center a lot last year, and was just like a great connector on offense, a bit of a rim protector. Like I think Poku is gonna play a role on this team. Have we heard no, anything absolutely. about Poku's return? 
No timetable. Yeah, I would imagine second week of the season he'll be good to go. And he's looked good out there. I think Dignall had a quote today at practice saying that uh, they're encouraged with his progression and he's actually maybe a little ahead of schedule than what they expected just based off the videos and stuff we've gotten from practice. I mean, he's out there uh, running drills. Uh, some of the his, his form, his shooting form has looked really well. I just has, I keep I keep thinking. I mean, even Sam Presti at his preseason press availability said, "I don't think a lot of people foresaw that losing Poku for us was going to be that big of a deal last year." Like they believe in him. Mm-hmm. I need that thin towers lineup. Like I need <laughs> <Yes>. air to <laughs> breathe. Agreed. But I also think, I too, miss- like just throwing Poku in as the backup big, like you just, like I mentioned, you can maintain that same style of, uh, of play. You take Chet out, you put yeah, Poku and in. Poku's a good passer. Like he's a good connector. Very much. The I Poku nectar. The Poku nectar, the v- facilitator. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Give me final- that sweet Poku nectar. Oh, my God. Uh, final bit of news that we do not have to spend much time on. Uh, yesterday, the Thunder also acquired two second-round picks from the Houston Rockets in exchange for Victor Oladipo and JRE, who we did not mention as a backup uh, big anymore because he is gone. Uh, The Thunder, in return, took on the KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. contract and waived him immediately. Um, There's obviously a lot of Twitter discourse and feelings around that. I think the biggest takeaway is Presti operates in the structure that the NBA has created, plays by those rules. Houston could have waived KPJ. They did not. Uh, Presti used that to gain two draft picks, move off JRE and Oladipo. And, you know, if you, if you feel uncomfortable by it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. And that's, that's kind of where I ended up on it. Same for you, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, it's part of the roster cutting. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. You are trying to maximize value. I totally get it. It's a transaction of a contract. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Did I want the Thunder being tied to KPJ in any sort of way at all? No. Does that mean that I think Presti's a horrible GM and I'm no longer a fan of the team? Not at all. Not at all. Like, I get it. Just not a big fan of being tied to that guy in, in any sort of capacity at all. Yeah, it's, it's not the, some the, like horrific ethical dilemma. It's just like they're not eh. they're not the Charlotte Hornets. No, no, they're not. They're not pull, letting Miles Bridges still practice and play with the team, right? No. Yeah, he's not on the team in any way. He's never going to be photographed in a Thunder jersey. He's not coming to Oklahoma City. Like none of that is happening, and good. And I wouldn't expect that. Just felt kind of dirty to take advantage of that situation based on what had happened. Uh, you wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he wasn't a woman beater. Yeah. So the just, M- like, would I have preferred the Thunder not to do it because I don't really care about the second round picks that much. I just didn't want the publicity. And we like, already have care, so many Care picks. about it or not, there's discourse about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I that's kind of what I wanted them to avoid. So that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Love the team. Love Sam Presti. Not worried about it at all. Um, Sean asked, did we feel the same about Myers Leonard? Uh, I did. Yeah. Like it was a little weird. And, I didn't think about it. And I, that I, long, I just, but, I, I think, yeah, the I think reason this one hits even maybe a little more is just because it's the second time that he's capitalized off such a trade. Yeah. And I get it. And I'm like, not like, oh, this is so horrible. I'm just Mm-mm. not the biggest fan. That's it. Right. And people can and feel the how Thunder, they want to feel. The Thunder have built up 
a ton of goodwill and they do things the right way. Mm-hmm. And so this can happen and you can know it's just part of the business and they're not going to be tied to this guy and this doesn't say that they're okay with that. Totally get that. Just didn't really want them to be tied there at all. That's it. And they were the ones to capitalize off the situation, to your point, Jacob. Two really quick thoughts, and I promise they are actually really quick. Kind of to what Jacob just mentioned, a friend of the podcast, Warner West, I think he kind of encapsulated how I felt after the trade. So I just wanted to read this really quick. He said, on one hand, OKC has earned so much goodwill that situations like the KPJ and Myers-Leonard situations can largely be ignored. On the other hand, it feels backhanded preach choosing people over players and then also are, are drafting people or players and also making these transactions, which I think is kind of how I felt a little bit, right? Yeah. Like Now, a lot of people have made this point, and I totally agree. If the Thunder would have brought in KPJ and said, let's hang on to the contract and see if we can flip it again down the line, or right. let's see yeah. how the legal proceedings take place. That's a lot different. I, I would have been very, very, very upset. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then to That's that not point, what they're doing. Right. Kind of where I've, I've found myself here uh, at 24 plus hours later, the Rockets technically, per the CBA, uh, per the league, were not able to actually waive KPJ until there was actually a verdict, uh, until an, an, the NBA's investigation concluded, which obviously would have been related to a verdict happening, which won't happen for a while. Therefore, that is mainly why they were trying to, to find a trade for the team. So KPJ can't be waived by the Rockets so the Thunder step up, and they're the one they're the ones to facilitate the trade, which allows him to then be waived because he's not still with the Rockets at that point. If that makes sense, yeah. So in that sense, like I understand Presley doing it. It's like okay, well, he can't be waived by you all. We're capitalizing off this trade. It, it's beneficial for both parties, and then KPJ is able to be waived and no longer on an NBA roster. Will he be on another NBA roster in two years? Unfortunately, Josh Primo is, even though they're very different situations, I, do, I don't want to Miles Bridges at is. all. Miles Bridges, right. I, I would be I shocked. Would not be shocked because there is a likely scenario where uh, a verdict, I don't know, maybe there's a resolution before the verdict and therefore he's not charged per se. And uh, yeah, I could see it. Someone will pick him up. My vote's a Dallas yeah. Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad one. Uh, All right, we can uh, now just wash that taste out of our mouths, take another quick break, and then preview the season. During the break, go put in some eye drops, hit some mouthwash, come back nice and clean, (laughs) and we'll run it back. Take a shower. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Uh, I got a question. Can I play the Kawhi Around the Association music, which, no, which calls back to the NBA theme song as Please a celebration do. of this season? Let's I haven't hear heard it. it in a while. Okay. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> We are wow. so back. It's been a while. Okay, it's been a wow. While. It's been a while. We're previewing the season. We are chiseling in stone things that we think will happen during this season. Our opinions on this season. Everything that we say during this podcast will be held against us forever. Take it to the bank. This podcast and the Sunday's Bets podcast. Yes, but not last Bets podcast. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> your sons of guns going to pay off the bets. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so angry at all of you. I know, I know. Sean is too. He asked me about it in the comments the other <laughs> Good. Sean, uh, okay. thank you for holding people accountable you have it, in this sissy society. I know. The soft media, as you are called, Jake. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, hey, for what it's worth, that guy and I had some good discourse. and uh, That's good. I think we're, we're, we're water under the bridge. Yeah. Once all they right. tipped off last night, everybody forgot about all the bad stuff. <laughs> And we and just all yes, that's the bond over Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seven days from now, we are officially back. We're back now, but we're more back in a week. So let's start. How many games will the Thunder win this season? All of them. Next question. Potentially <laughs> all of them. Probably not all of them. Um, they're over under, I believe, is 44 and a half. 44 and a half. So are you just asking for wins, or are you asking for wins and placement in the West? We're going to start with wins, and then we okay. can kind of decide, unless you think it'd be easier to do both at the same time. Let's combine them. Okay. Uh, so I pulled, I pulled bet MGMs nice. over-unders Great. for the West. Here is the order. You guys ready? Yes. One, Denver, 52 and a half. Two, Phoenix, 51 and a half. Three, Golden State, 48 and a half. Four, Lakers, 47 and a half. Five, Clippers, 46 and a half. Six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, so Dallas is 45 and a half. So I guess they're tied with Memphis. So that would be um, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Sacramento, all at 44 and a half. Then you have a massive mm. drop-off, Jazz at 35, Houston at 31, and then Spurs and Portland at 28. That's where some of those wins are going to get redistributed, is that gap right there. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it does just show you how competitive this Western Conference is and just not even how competitive, but, like, how much of a crapshoot <laughs> it can be. The um, difference between three, Golden State, and 
11 Sacramento is four and a half games. That's absurd. Not four That's... and a half. I'm sorry, just four. Four games. It's a massive, massive gap. I could see that even being tighter when it comes to like the play-in, playoff race, which is wild to think about. Every team has questions. I look at, like, I think the Thunder are better than Utah, Houston, San Antonio, Portland. I think they could be better than Dallas. I think they could be better than Minnesota. Memphis missing jaw for so long is such a big deal. Unless you're I'm John not Hollinger. as high on Memphis as everybody else is either. John Hollinger's got him number one in the West. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yep, I wonder he, why. He's yeah. a character, man. He, he, he is. is. He is. A, what, what did he call us? Do you remember? Which time? <laughs> they, they, no, was it, it wasn't Hollinger. It was somebody else called us some hacks. Was that it? Oh, oh, the yeah, the uh, we were ranking, that was Nate Duncan and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. attorneys oh, who think I I, I pull James, I pull all those aren't. people in the same in the same yeah vicinity. Thunder's over under forty four and a half. I'm putting it on stone, chiseling it, so five thousand years from now in the post apocalyptic society. They will be able to dig it up and see it. <laughs> Taylor, I am going 45 wins. Oh my gosh, that dramatic pause, too. 45 wins. I was really debating saying 46. I want 45. A lot of wins. Okay, so I. Uh, so I'm going over by half a game. I'm going 45. I like it. I will say with the national hype around this team, that over-under has gone up uh, recently. And I'm just continuing to, well, A, trying not to buy into all the preseason hype. Because, again, oh, that's just noise to uh, Sam Presti's points that he's hey, made over and ESPN over Hey, ESPN had the Thunder at third in the league. And they're, but that is for 2024, 2025, 2026, which I... Oh, was it? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. our future. Oh, okay. years from I'm, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Never mind. Uh, I have 43. I wanted to go 44. I'm going through the schedule. I'm just thinking of how tight this West is. I have 43 wins, which would, in my opinion, put them at about sixth in the West. My thoughts after this preseason, trying not to get too caught up in the excitement, but also like really believing in this team and the identity that this this Thunder team has has built and has established like I would be disappointed if they're a playing team at this point and so therefore I have them succeed in the west how many wins again 43 JD you're up now this is difficult did you I think I may have missed whenever you said yours I went 45 45 43 over under is 44 and a half uh-huh Oh Don't you God. dare split the difference, you son say, of a bitch. So is about to go 44. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, I really do think 45 is where I'm going to land Okay. on this one. I think they're just – I can't wrap they my head around. They should have won 45 last year. They should have. But they crapped the bed down the stretch, and missing Kenrich and Shea hurt a lot. It's a good I point. Can't, I cannot wrap my head around some, some of these teams in the West being better than OKC. Like a Dallas, I don't think is better than OKC. I, I really don't. I don't know if Minnesota is. Uh, New Orleans is gonna already has health problems. They're going to probably have health problems again. 
Um, then you have your Utahs and your Portlands of, and your Houstons. And I think OKC is just better than all those teams. I think Golden State will be good, but that's a team of a lot of old guys who have a lot of injuries. Correct. History. Correct. But also like Sacramento. And then you like, what about like, you, you were giving those over under Jacob for the Los Angeles teams? I mean, do, do Kawhi and PG play more right. than 20 games together? We've seen the Los Angeles teams uh, progress in the playoffs, but often as lower seeds in the West. And so it's just like, it is so hard. to. The predict. Thunder are also one of the prime teams to get better as the season goes along because their guys will be getting more and more experience. Like Phoenix and Golden State and the Lakers and the Clippers. Like to me, those teams are like static. They are what they are. Correct. Right? And that's what they're going to be this year. Barring health, that's who they are. You're not expecting Bradley Beal to make a leap, right? You're not expecting Steph Curry or Chris Paul to make a leap. But you can see Josh Giddy and J-Dub and Chet and Kaysen Wallace and Mitchich and Usman Jang and all these other guys getting better as the season goes along, just like what J-Dub did last year. And if that trend continues, they are a team that can be way better in the second half of the season than they were in the first half. And I think that that raises their ceiling because they are going to grow as the season progresses. I don't disagree at all. And continuity is so... Uh, continuity is it, it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Um, in this league of like all the constant change, like to your point, Jacob, like the biggest thing for the Suns is trying to gel and find chemistry. For the Thunder, it's continued development. And, and we'll get into this, I guess. Anyways, I, I agree with you completely. There is a world where the Thunder could be the fourth seed and you know, hosting the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So many of these older teams are just are just no longer ascending. Like the Clippers always have reliability and health problems. You know who they need? James Harden. And like that's that's <laughs> who they're in talks with. It's like well, I don't know. I'm just not convinced with a lot of these. And the Thunder like, oh, do yeah. have so many means to improve this roster. That's even another. We don't point. think they will do it. Yeah. As could. far as trajectory, I think the Thunder are like number one in, in trajectory. Like the Spurs yeah. would probably be two. Mm-hmm. Maybe Utah's number three. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, it's hard to take the league by surprise two years in a row. I just think they're going to play really good defense. I think they share the ball really well. They got an a superstar. They have a lot of guys who are just bigger, stronger, better. They get easy buckets. I mean, I tweeted last night. They they cut more than a 13-year-old emo kid. Like, they'd get so many easy baskets. <laughs> my preference is to be taxidermied when I die. You got to admit, my tweet last night was pretty good. It was. It was, it was a fantastic tweet. And then you dropped a... Uh, what was that? Nickelback <laughs> earlier here in the podcast? Yeah, that's like Creed. Feel, I felt dirty. Creed, I think. Hey, uh, I feel more dirty. Our about guy that Sean has been blowing up the chat, wanting us to, to get this out there. He said, "Mark it down that I said it and etch it." Fifty burger. He wanted all of us I mean, to go with fifty wins. So I would love wins. that. However, Sean then continued and said, "But it will be because Poku shines and is the star of this team." <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Oh my God. Um, okay, so forty-five. <laughs> say that. 45 for Jacob and I, Taylor 43, Nick's going to be about 39, 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin will yeah. probably be right around 43, 42 if I had to guess. Also, we'll get their official records at some point, but it's a lot of fun. Um, do, I don't know if I said the seed 
that I predicted there. I what didn't did either. You, 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 I, I thought I, I said let's combine them, and then I didn't combine them. I said sixth, fifth. Yeah, yeah, fifth. Fifth sounds four or five matchup. Right, and they're all going to be separated by one to two games. It feels like. But. So, so if we're like previewing the season, Silva and I got fifth. Taylor's got sixth. Who's the matchup, Silva, in the four or five? The four five. Who would be oh, there? Man. It would be so cool if it was the Clippers. Oh, that'd be incredible. That would be so cool. I think I might take Memphis too. Memphis, Memphis would be a fun one. First one, grit and grind. Uh, the old Thunder Grizzly Memphis rivalries. or Golden State for me. Yeah, all three of those options feel fantastic because there's a, there's a narrative that I can weave immediately with any one hundred percent. Oh, that's great. It's like because Memphis. And OKC were like on a very similar trajectory for a while, and now uh, I don't know. Playoffs are Talk a long way. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make another prediction here as far as record is concerned. Okay. First three games of the season next week: Wednesday at Chicago, mm-hmm. Friday at Cleveland for the Bar K watch party. Sunday is the home opener matinee, two thirty tip against the Denver Nuggets. I think ever since the Russ and PG trades, someone is going to have to fact check me. Someone in the in the chat fact check me on this. I don't think they've won a season opener since the Russ PG trades. That first year they played the Jazz season opener and they lost. I don't think they've won a season opener. I got them coming in to that Sunday a week and a half from now, home opener game, undefeated, 2-0. And Paycom's like going to be rocking. Cannot yeah. wait. I'm going to be rocking it, in it Paycom. It better be, or we will be raising hell on this podcast and rallying <laughs> no, the troops. Sean, Sean corrected me. Good job, Sean. Uh, Shea had the game winner in Charlotte for the opening night, uh, December 27th uh, in the post-COVID season, um, which was... Uh, Terrible time to be a human. So, but also it. was forecasting of what was to come for SGA. Yes. Oh, I thought and you were the world. a COVID joke there. I was like, <laughs> God damn. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I guess another, the next thing we can talk about, who starts? And then there's two halves to this question. Who starts like next Wednesday and who starts in general? So we can, we can do with injuries now and without, I guess. But let's start with who starts with the current injuries same answer, Next right? Wednesday. I think it's, it's, the yeah, it's, it's the starting. I don't think there's five. any shift. It's no. it's the starting five. No, um, yeah, I totally agree. Do you foresee any changes this season in what that could be? I don't really either. I don't. I either. don't either. And uh, gosh, of course, Bill Simmons. To be fair, he's so high on this team. He took he's the over on the over under. Yeah, did on his his part yeah. one of his three part mm-hmm. uh, over under extravaganza. However, he was saying that he thought Lou may come off the bench towards the end of the season. But when it say who would start, I'm just mm. like, you, you don't you got to see this. So let's run with that. If we get to March and everyone's healthy and Lou is playing off the bench, who has surplanted him? I mean, the obvious answer, I won't take it. My answer is because you guys might. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it too. That's what I was going to say too. I'll give you... Two options. Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Or 
someone they traded for at the deadline. Okay. Yeah. Give me I Poku. Said, yeah. I almost said Kaysen, but I, I don't. Think... I know. See, that was the obvious answer. Sorry. Not to end. I keep interrupting yeah. you. So no, no, it's fine. I just, like, that. that's what I was getting at. I don't think, I think they take Lou out to get small, like to stay right. small. It's to yeah, get I think bigger, if they think. if they take Lou out, everyone's sliding down a spot and they're sliding someone new in at the four. What about like, okay, I can see this not happening until the playoffs. Like say it's game three, we're playing Memphis and it's 1-1 tied. We're back in Paycom. Davis Bertans gets the start. I would have to leave the game and go home because I have shit myself. <laughs> In those nice new Paycom seats, there is just defecation. Uh, like out of excitement or fear or? Disbelief. Okay. All the above. Uh, long answer short. Long answer short. I think we're all sticking with Lou Dort starting throughout. Let's. Yeah. The entire season. Let's stay on the roster, mm-hmm. like lineup stuff. Who gets the most minutes off the bench? Like who plays the most games off the bench and gets the most minutes when the end of the season comes around? When we uh, look back. I hate you for this question. This is so difficult. It's probably going to be <laughs> four dudes with between 16 and 18 minutes or something like that. It's gonna be but who's going to be number one? I can't say it. You know it, what? It's is it Mitsich? It's Mitsich or it's Usman Jang for me. You know what? I'm getting crazy. I Do am, I, and I agree. Like those are the kind of the, those were the first two that came to my mind. But I think ultimately this player is so valuable for this team, especially if they're going to be competitive and try and really uh, win games down the stretch of the regular season into the playoffs. Give me Isaiah Joe. Oh, I like that nice. too. He's gotten a lot better. He's really rounded out his game more than just a shooter. Mm -hmm. That being said, if Oos is that player, this team has really taken a leap. Another leap, I think, if if he is the leading player off the bench. Hey, if Oos Oos makes that jump, the 2022 NBA draft for Sam Presti is an absolute all-timer. I think it becomes his number one. I think it becomes his number one draft ever, even over the, was it, did he take Russ and Ibaka in the same year? Is that right? E, or was yeah. it Harden and Ibaka? I can't remember now. Either one way. Of those two. It, Regardless, if I was Oos going hit, to say if it's hits, the best draft that. of all yeah. time, not just Presti. Oh, wow. As Giddy. far as as far as far throughout oh, wait, the entire no, draft. That, that, was, yeah. that was Chet, Oos, Dub, J-Will. Chet, yeah. Oos, Dub, J-Will. I mean. It's absurd. I, Can you think I of a better I know, draft? I don't know if I would say all time. Yeah, we have to do some digging. 20 but. years, maybe. I mean, the only other one that comes really close that comes to my mind immediately is the um, Doncic and uh, uh, Brunson. Jalen Brunson draft. I mean, it's like he, he mean, damn near drafted a, a full lineup in... Yeah. You could say that Chet and Dub, if everything pans out, is better than Luca. And that's the thing, if everything Brunson. pans out, right? But like, right, exactly. gotta see. Good point. I, I mean, <sighs> I'd maybe argue that drafting Jokic, <laughs> this is such a high Taco pod. Bell commercial, <laughs> uh, is better than drafting those four guys. But fair you know. point. This is fair. This is fair. Okay, um, I think that's it for lineups and things like that. Um, let's talk in broad terms. So last season. 
There was no Chet. It was just kind of see, let's see what all these guys can do. Let's see how high this team can get as far as uh, as their ceiling last year. What do you think the goal? And we kind of said there were no expectations last year. Just like, do what you can. And it was a great season. It was the gravy season. What are the goals for this season? I know the front office has, the front office and coaching staff has said, there's no, lower your expectations, lower them, lower them. We're not like guaranteeing the playoffs. But for us, what, what do we want to see from this season? This can be team-wide, individual goals. So we're not worried about what the team says, if this is our personal goals? I think that would be a fun way to look at it because we know what the team's goals are, I think. Team, the team's pumping the brakes like crazy. They are. They are. Um, okay. Playing a playoff series. I think that's the next yeah. logical step. You not sucked, play in. And then you made the play in. Now you are in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. You're playing at least four, preferably more. Well, I don't know. If you can swap somebody. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> You're playing in a playoff series this year. I don't think second round, I don't think conference finals, but playing in a playoff series, mm-hmm. I think is, is the goal. I like that. Uh, and I like that you went more specific, Jacob, because I went a little more bigger picture just based off of, again, to Silva's point, what we've heard from each of Presti and Dignall. I think my biggest goal here, I'm kind of curious your guys' thoughts, but I think the big theme maybe of this season is balancing the development of players, not just the super young players or the new players like Kaysen Wallace, young players like Usman Jang, but also the, the players that are still young and have already kind of established themselves like J-Dub, Giddy, et cetera. Um, so balancing development with establishing winning habits. So that consists of like seeing where the team really is with this core before going all in and making some big drastic trade. Uh, who emerges from this lineup? We've talked about Usman Jang, even in the starting lineup, maybe Dub or maybe, you know, Chet, like maybe these guys emerge uh, within that starting lineup. Who really is this, who really is the core, but uh, also best rotations, like is a big thing, who emerges from the bench uh, and needs for this team short and long-term, right? That's something that Press is going to be evaluating. Mm-hmm. Like once they see what this team really is at their peak and kind of the trajectory of all these players, how they play together, what are the, the needs for this team in the short term to maybe make a, a little trade to help them at the trade deadline? Or maybe it's long, more long-term, like pushing your chips to the middle of the table and getting that superstar player to play alongside some of these core guys. So anyways, that's kind of my overall theme, I think, uh, and, and maybe the main goal for the season. Mine is right there with yours, Taylor, which is you said find out what the needs are for this team. I think the way they will do that and can do that is through Chet. Like find out what can Chet handle from a role standpoint, from a minutes games played standpoint. Will his body hold up the whole season? Will how many games will he play? Will he be will will we keep hearing about oh you need a bigger guy next to Chet so he doesn't have to get banged up as much? Just answer some of those questions as many as you can in this season. And yeah, like you said, that will kind of illustrate needs moving forward. Not just Chet. I don't think we'll will illustrate those things, but Chet will be a massive, massive one. I think that's totally fair. Uh, to Taylor's point as well as like figuring out what this team is and what they need. Thinking more about that, you mentioned like they could make a superstar trade. Remember this time last year where we were asking like, is Shea going to be like a number two? Right. 
And if they would have made a trade then, assuming Shea was a number two, you don't let Shea blossom into a first-team All-NBA guy. So I just, mildly off topic, I just I don't think the all-in trade is coming. I don't think I it ever completely. is. I was thinking right, more right so. Right now like... we say, yeah, I, 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 I totally understand where you're coming from. But like, I think right now everyone would say they need to get a bigger four to play next to Chet. Right. Mm-hmm. What if you do that, but in two years, Usman Jang is banging on the door of a max contract? Correct. Yeah. And I know? think that's kind of how Presley's evaluating this season. Yeah. I more so meant like after the season's over, it's like, okay, then you're looking at more longer term needs and maybe yeah. a, it, then you start thinking about like, is there a trade where we would do such a thing? And, yeah. and to your point, Jacob, I don't really think there will be. Like, that's what's so exciting about this team. You have all these draft assets. You don't have to make that kind of trade because yep. you could just I have the, the team I think the, right I here. think the trade comes in June. And it comes uh, moving up that Houston pick from eight to four. Bingo. No, that's a prediction. I would love that. I have no Do you have someone in mind? Uh, I say go get one of the brothers. Okay. It's Sar's brother or get Dub's brother. I just think that'd be a, a dope story. <laughs> that'd be cool. That would be, be very really cool. cool. Um, okay. Um, to close out this episode, I thought it'd be fun to give some league-wide award picks. Some Let's of those do it. Could, some of those could involve Thunder players. You never know. Uh, first one, not directly related to the Thunder, but you never know. MVP. We're just going to quick fire these? We can quick fire these round table. Yep. Let's go quick. MVP, Jason Tatum. That's what I have as well. So that's an easy one. Yeah, I'll go Jason Tatum also. God damn Oh, it. man. <laughs> okay, hey, well, give, me, give, me give me Giannis. Give me Giannis. Okay. I can see Jokic, too. I could, too. Uh, rookie of the year. I mean, I mean. Chet Holmgren, baby. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I, I just, love that. Wimby already has a narrative. If he stays healthy, it's Wimby. If not, I think it's Chet over Scoot. But yeah, if Wimby's healthy, it's Wimby. Yeah, it's it's Wimby. I feel like I've, yeah, it's it's cowards. It's, I I know. Um, okay, we got Sepoy. Anybody remember what that stands for? <laughs> Clutch, Clutch player, of, player the year. of the year. Oh goodness. Um, yeah, forgot that was an award. God, that's difficult. Give me. I know. It is difficult. Give, give me, me like Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Go Jimmy. I'll go Steph. Was it, was right. it, I think it was De'Aaron Fox last I'll, year. I'll be the homer. on It was De'Aaron Fox last year. Look, I think Shea is going to have some incredibly clutch moments, especially mm-hmm. with his team more competitive. Uh, he's going to find himself in more clutch time situations, which is mm-hmm. defined by the last five minutes in either the, uh, the fourth quarter or overtime. Give me SGA. Oh, Booker's like a good it. one from Meek League. Booker's yeah. also a great one. Um, coach of the year. Who's going to say it? I've got Joe Missoula. I think the Celtics are going to be fantastic. Uh, so I have Coach Joe. Joe Mozzarella makes the deep dish. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to guess Mark Dagnalt. Now we're talking. Coach of the year. Give me a coach we've already talked about. Darko Ryakovich. Oh, God. Yeah. Up in Toronto. Oh, God. It's going to change the vibes. Interesting. Sixth man of the year. I have an insane one for this that I just thought of, and it's probably not the best <sighs> guess, but I, I still go for it. What is it, Silva? It's Peyton Pritchard. Ooh, okay. Okay. I don't like that at all. 
I bet you, I bet you the city of Boston <laughs> would love it for various reasons. Gosh, like I'm. Um, you ready for some spaghetti? Yes. yes. Chris Paul. Ooh. Oh, that's fantastic. That's nice. Well done. I, I don't have one for this one. Although I make it up in a, a later. Uh, actually, no, that's that's all you have on your list, correct, Silva? Uh, I have a few more. As far as the these award as picks? Far as they, yes. I have a few more things. Well, but in terms of like oh, uh, the major individual players. Yes. Yes. So you missed most improved player. Oh, so you're since right. I didn't have six mm-hmm. man of the year, I have my most improved player that I've been thinking about for a long time. Give me Tyrese Maxey for most improved. Since oh, I don't have a six man. That's good, actually. Yeah. Give me Devin Vassell for most improved. Oh, it's a great one, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's it going to be? I want him on OKC so bad. So oh. it's going to take the cum bucket. No. <laughs> no. What about he might be already too good? Anthony Edwards? Is he too yeah. good already? He might be. What if he goes yeah. to like all NBA? I also think about Franz Wagner. Oh, that's a really good one. Guy, do yep. okay. Yeah. Those are kind of my two, but yeah. I'm going with Tyrese. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are there any very quickly, are there any any OKC guys on all NBA or all rookie teams? I mean, we could see Chad being there. aligned on this one. All yeah. NBA, Shea makes all NBA, one of the three. Yes. Yes. Um, all rookie. There's two all rookie teams. They get two guys. It's exactly what I have. Chet and I have. Oh, good point. Uh, for clarification, the I'm going to go with Kaysen. Okay, I'm going with Kaysen. Yeah, I'd probably go with Kaysen, but I don't know. Kind of thinking Boston weird doesn't make it. Thirty year old man. Keontae <laughs> Johnson erasure is real in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, conference finalists. We'll start in the West. Who are your two conference finalists? The Denver Nuggets. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Hard to, hard to bet against that. I don't want to go the number one and number two seeds. I know. Mine aren't very very hot here. Mine are pretty standard. Give me the Nuggets and give me... Sacramento Kings. The Warriors. The Warriors. Oh. Okay. That's pretty spicy. I like that. Okay. I had um, Nuggets Suns. Like I said, I yeah. get very uh, sexy on these. I don't know if there's another really... I don't want. I like the idea of the Lakers getting eliminated before they get to the conference finals again. So I think I I'm know. probably going to go Suns. I'm going to go Suns. Nuggets, Suns. Yeah. Okay. And in the East, again, it's going to be hard to because not. mine aren't spicy. I, I mean, Celtics, Bucks. Celtics is what I'm rooting for. Except that it would be the most fun matchup possible. Like that's what I'm rooting for. It would. Give me Celtics, Bucks in the second round. Ooh. Ooh. Conference finals, the Boston Celtics versus Sixers. The Cavs. Do it. The Do it. <laughs> Bing bong, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, the New, New York, York Knicks. Knicks. That is fun. Well be that was very exciting. Fun. Goes against my Dolan conspiracies, but that is very exciting. Okay. Who wins the title? I guess... For me, it'd be Denver. I'd probably pick like Denver and Boston in the finals. The matchup we did not get last season because Boston blew it against the eight seed Miami. Um, give me Boston in that matchup. Chris Stapps has overtaken Jalen Brown as their second best player. Ooh, okay. There's a little spice. I'm going Denver repeat. I also am thinking the Celtics. Uh, I think this okay. is Tatum. It's probably Tom Brown. Porzingis' year, I'm worried about that health and that depth, but mm-hmm. I think Celtics. Well, we've done it. 
We have previewed. Mama, we made it. Mama, we made it. Mama, there goes that man. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad he's not calling games anymore. Do you see where Van Gundy is at now? The Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's weird. Advisor. Advisor. Um, anything else before we get out of here from you two? I think as we end the show, just to reiterate once more, Tuesday, 6.45 p.m., tune into the live stream. We'll be podcasting from the Paycom Center floor on the hardwood. I might even make J.D. Silva take a three-point shot while we're out there. I don't know if they'll give <laughs> yes. us basketball, but we'll ask. And then next Friday, Bar K, watch party. Come out, hang out with be us. Be there. It'll be a blast. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us on this Wednesday episode of the Uncontested Podcast. We'll see you at the next post game. We'll see you for our Sunday show, and we'll see you next Wednesday when this dang old season starts. Until then, adios and thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.